I wish, I wish we had as good a news when it comes to the economy and the job report. Numbers released by StatsCan earlier today. And joining us to break them down, here is David McDonald, senior economist with the Canadian Senator or Center sorry, for Policy Alternatives. He joins us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. David, good afternoon. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here. Uh, we are down. Just uh, how much are the job numbers down in April? Yeah, at the top line figures, we're down almost 200,000 jobs compared to last month. But one of the phenomenons that's cropping up again in this jobs report is something that happened uh, in March of 2020, which is that we're seeing a lot of people who haven't lost their jobs, but they're reporting big drops in hours. So there's 200,000 people lost their jobs. Another 300,000 people have lost um, up to half of their usual hours or majority of their hours. So all told, you know, it's about half a million people that have either lost jobs or the majority of their hours since last month. So is history repeating itself here, uh, David? And is this the effects uh, we're now starting to see with these job numbers for April out today? We're starting to see the first signs of the first effects of the third wave? Yeah, that's exactly right. And so this is really the impact of the new lockdown in Ontario, um, the increase in numbers in Alberta, the lockdown in British Columbia. Um, however, despite the fact that it starts to incorporate part of that, um, the lockdowns have become more severe over the course of April. And so that's certainly the case in Ontario. We started with a stay-at-home order, and then we had the lockdown, and then we had the emergency break. And the, you know, the measures got more severe as time went on. Uh, Nova Scotia has been going through an increased lockdown over the course of April. Um, as has Alberta. And so the situation today is likely actually worse than what it was when the survey was taken, which was mid-April. Yeah. Was there a certain sector that was hit particularly hard in April? Yeah. I mean, this is very much due to the lockdown. That's why these job numbers are are going in the wrong direction. And so the industries you'd expect to be hit hardest, uh, you know, are at the top of the list, 80,000 jobs lost uh, in retail, 60,000 in accommodation and food, 30,000 in culture and recreation, another 40,000 in education, but that was largely due to the change in where the March break fell this year. It didn't fall in March. It fell in middle of April, which is actually when the, the survey was being taken. So job losses in those areas. And we're really seeing this whip, you know, this, uh, this whiplash effect where people go back for a month or two, the lockdown happens again, and particularly in these sectors, boom, people are out of work again. Either they're, they're completely laid off or you know, their hours are cut substantially. So, I mean, for people in those industries, it's been a very rough, rough year. Um, and, you know, it's going to be a very rough April and May, I suspect. Yeah, these job losses, you're absolutely right. They're very real for those that are directly affected. But are they also from, I guess, an economic or a policy standpoint, are they somewhat artificial because they are due to lockdowns and as soon as those lockdowns and the stay-at-home orders are lifted in various provinces could we expect a pretty immediate bounce back do you think well you can certainly hope for that and certainly if we were to see large-scale reopening across many of the big provinces particularly ontario and quebec um you you could certainly see a lot of jobs being available uh, and, and, and people being hired back in. I mean, that one of the real issues for a lot of these workers is that they have potentially been off for a long time. Um, you know, we saw an increase in the number of long-term unemployed, uh, now approaching half a million people who've been unemployed now um, for more than half a year. And so the, the, the challenge for these folks is that it becomes harder for folks that have been un- unemployed for such a long period of time to get jobs back and it becomes harder, actually, for employers to hire and get their businesses going again, even if they're allowed to reopen, 
Um, this is one of the challenges we're finding that, that the U.S. is finding. They're further ahead on the vaccination. Um, but if you've had your business open and closed a couple of times, the people that might have worked there, you know, in February of 2020, maybe went on to get another job. Maybe they don't want that job anymore. Maybe they went back to school. And so you can't just call people up and have them return the next day. You actually have to go and try to find new people and hire new people. Um, and so certainly that I, I mean, I expect that by the end of the summer with large scale vaccination in Canada, that we would see a big, big sections of the economy reopen. Uh, the question is, how how quickly can we get back to where we were in, say, February of 2020 or the summer of 2019? Uh, and that, I think, will be the real measure is once things are, are reopened, uh, how quickly these industries come back. It's really interesting what you just said there about trying to hire people back because, you know, you talk to recruiters and recruitment experts, they will uh, tell you that is uh, one of, if not the, you know, real key pieces to a successful company is hiring the right people, hiring good people and uh, retaining them. So do you think, uh, you know, with some of these uh, people maybe moving on or maybe not even wanting to to come back once we get up and going, it's going to make the recovery a little more difficult for some businesses? I think I think it's going to be a common problem for businesses. You know, it's one thing to to lay people off for a month and then call them back. It's another thing to have laid them off three, maybe four times over the course of the last year and a half, and then try to call them back. Uh, it, you know, it, I think you see a lot of disruption in those businesses and a lot of workers. Uh, you know, they they can't live like that, and so they'll go on and get a job maybe in another industry that's a bit more stable. Um, and so it's going to become a real challenge, I think, for employers to, to hire people back. Um, and it, it may mean that they're going to need more incentives to do that. So things like, um, you know, more flexibility in scheduling, higher pay uh, is things that we may well see this summer in a bid to try to get some of those workers hired on to try to get the last couple months of, of the summer. I mean, you know, we're, we're already into May. You think of uh, students in particular, one of the big groups that enters the labor market over the course of the summer. Uh, much of May, I think, is probably going to be a wash for a lot of students. I mean, hopefully things are opening back up in June, but it's, you know, certainly a delayed start. Uh, and then come to the, uh, you know, the end of June into July, then you get the the high school students who then are also working. I, I, you know, I think it'll be a very difficult summer, despite the fact that I think we will see reopening. And so both students as well as businesses, I think, will try to grab onto those last couple months of summer uh, in those key areas where they do see a lot of sales over the course of the summer, particularly food and accommodation, culture and recreation. Okay, Canadian economy losing some 200,000 jobs in April, not entirely unexpected, as you mentioned, with the lockdowns, particularly in Ontario and Quebec. How have the markets uh, reacted to this news? Well, <laughs> the markets are doing quite well. I mean, this is the this is the real division that we're seeing in Canada is that a lot of these workers that are that are uh, getting sideswiped by these repeated lockdowns, low wage workers, often younger workers, often women. Um, and so at the low end of the economy, people making at or near minimum wage, seeing, um, you know, repeated impacts of COVID-19 lockdowns. But as you get to the higher end of the income spectrum, uh, you know, people in the top quarter of earners. Uh, seeing no job losses, or in particular sectors, actually job gains since the start of the pandemic. This is particularly true in finance, insurance, and real estate, booming real estate markets across the country, a lot of hiring in that area, as well as professional, scientific, and technical. Uh, this is doctor, this is, sorry, lawyers and accountants, and there's been a fair amount of hiring there. And for them, I mean, the, the, you know, the pandemic was over in the middle of the summer. Um, you know, if you're watching the stock market, it was very bad in March and April. Uh, but we've seen a complete recovery, and now we're hitting new highs. And so in, in that regard, it's a very different experience 
of some Canadians who may be working at home. You know, maybe they've got kids at home. It can be still quite difficult. But in terms of whether they have a job, whether they're making money, people at the upper end of the income spectrum, you know, can expect to do fairly well out of the pandemic versus people at the lower end of the income spectrum um, that the longer they remain unemployed, uh, you know, you can see long-term scarring effects uh, as people graduate into this recession or have been unemployed over the course of it. You see long-term scarring effects on their on their earning potential, not just because they lost money this year, but because now they've got a gap in their resume. You know, maybe for right. graduating into it, they they've been off for a year. Now they've got to compete against people that are recently graduated, uh, and so there are long-term impacts for uh, for for big recessions like this. Just finally, David, we've got Alberta tightening restrictions in that province. There's talk here in our province, in Ontario, about maybe extending the stay-at-home order, not wanting to rush back like maybe we did in the second wave. So do you expect the job numbers for the next couple of months to be equally disappointing? I think May will be worse than April, um, in part because the Ontario restrictions are more severe at this point. Uh, there are new restrictions in Alberta. The new restrictions in Nova Scotia, which is quite new. This wasn't captured in the April numbers. Um, and so if there is even a further extension into June, which I don't think is, I mean, it's not a foregone conclusion that, that things are going to be completely reopened in June. Um, I think that this bodes fair, fairly badly for the next two months, at least. You know, once we get into uh July and August. I mean, now we're we're getting into the dog days of summer. Hopefully, then is when we start to see some economic rebound. But for for people that rely on summer employment for you know a big part of their income, whether they're seasonal workers or whether they're students, uh, this will this will be another very challenging summer. I think. All right, David. Appreciate the time as always, and thanks for the analysis. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks for having me. David McDonald is a senior economist with the Canadian Center for Policy Alternatives.